Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at marines.com. Into Harry Garside, who is over there in the Solomon Islands at the moment. He's made it through to the last four of his division uh, and, of course, Olympic bids uh, places up for bid as well. It's great to have him on the line. G'day, Harry. Oh, we got you there, Harry. I can hear you. Sure do, mate. Hey, there he is. There he is. Uh, welcome to the program, Harry. Appreciate your time today, mate. How's it going over there in the Solomon Islands? A good win for you yesterday against an opponent that you know quite well and has been a little bit tricky in the past. Yeah, it was a, a good hard fight first up against the, uh, the, the the previous Pacific Games champion from PNG, John Ume. He's a massive puncher and I knew that was probably going to be one of the harder fights here at the uh, the tournament and happy to get that one out of the way. And did you fight him in Tokyo as well? Yeah, I fought him in Tokyo on my first fight there and I had a lot of nerves before that one and I sure as hell had a lot of nerves before yesterday as well. Just um, just so much on the line, mate, but I'm um, happy I performed and executed my game plan really well and he showed up to fight, caught me with a couple of good ones, but that's uh, that's boxing. That's the aim of the game. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, first time I think that the Pacific Games has had boxing and around Olympic qualification. How has it been from a timing point of view, Harry? Do you feel like you're, you're in peak physical fitness to to take on everyone in this in these specific games i feel great it's been a it's been a great preparation for the whole australian team and we're all um showing some great form here the, the whole australian team but also as well the the pacific islands they always show up to fight and they always make it really hard for, for us aussies so it's um it's a great tournament and I'm, I'm sure the next few days leading into the semi-finals and finals will be uh, some entertaining bouts Explain to us why you're back there with the Olympics. And I know that you have an opportunity to fight professionally and then still go to the Olympics. And, and uh, we've talked about that on this program over the course of the, the last couple of years. But why, why have you been drawn back to the Olympics after three professional bouts, Harry? Just for me, there's, I mean, I remember being seven years old. Um, I was 2004 Olympics. I was watching Grant Hackett in the 1500 meter final. And for me, that that's really where it formed this Olympic Olympic dream for myself. And, you I mean, I got really close. You I mean, I'm so close to that, to that gold medal at, at Tokyo. And I thought the natural progression was to turn professional and, and have a few professional fights and try and win a world title. But once I went there, I just knew that I felt this this desire. I felt like I had unfinished business in, in, in the amateurs, and Australia's never won a gold medal in boxing. And I just I had to I had a I had a scratch and I had to itch it. And I'm very grateful I made the decision to come back. And I'll be 27 after after Paris, so I'm I'm still very young and still got time on my side, which is great. And I could probably go back to the pros after that and, and try and win a world title. 
Yeah, that's the thing. I, I looked at your age and saw that you were still only 26 years of age. Um, you know, you were a gold medalist at the Com Games in 2018, which seems an age away now. But um, is do you look around at other boxes and in do, other combat sports and, and look at the age of some of the combatants and think, hey, I've got a lot longer left in this sport than a lot of people first anticipated? Uh, absolutely. I definitely do think about it. I have been doing it since the age of nine and I do definitely want to have a family one day and I can't wait for that day to happen. And just want to make sure probably up until the age of 30, I'll give boxing everything I have and then, um, and then focus on maybe uh, being of service to my family and, and the family in the future. Yeah. Right. How do you go now that you've, you've stepped away from professional fighting uh, from a financial point of view, what's the support like there, Harry? And it might be different uh, for you. You might, you might have some different sponsorship because I know you've got a, a, a large social media following as well. Yeah, it, I feel like I'm I'm very blessed compared to um a few other athletes in the team. Um, I've definitely been in their shoes before. I um I tried to qualify for the 2016 Rio Olympics and failed to qualify, and it cost me fifteen thousand dollars. So, um, being an amateur athlete in this country, it's 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 quite challenging. Um, we're the land of the underdogs, and there's not heaps of financial support. But um, you can't put a price on your dream, and I'm very grateful that I have a couple of people supporting me and. I'm the type of man, Jimmy. I don't. I don't need much to live. Just enough to pay my bills and and focus on my boxing career. And as long as I've got some food on my table, that's all I really care about. Uh, well, uh, our producer Keen has spotted you uh, out and about around the streets of Bondi. So we always know that Bondi is not the cheapest place to live. So uh, glad to hear that you you're working that out, Harry. Hey, I want to ask you um, about some of the challenges that you've had outside of the ring over the course of the last twelve months. How has that impacted on you? And just to let you note that those distractions that I talk about, all of those charges formally withdrawn from you, Harry. But how, how has that impacted you as an athlete? How has it impacted you as a person, Harry? Oh, it's, you know, it's something, something that's never easy, right? Uh, being in the public, uh, public domain all the time and on the public spotlight and going through something like that, it was, it was super challenging. But I think um, all that I've learned in my sporting career and um, I feel like this year as well, like although it was super challenging, I feel like this year I turned into a man and I'm very grateful that all I went through this year, I'm very grateful that I got through it very quickly and I'm very grateful that I realised who's in my team, who's who stood by me. My circle got smaller, but I'm very grateful for that too. And um, it's never easy, but also as well, you mean, there's, there's so many other people in the world that are going through much harder things. So. Um, Grateful to be through it and just focusing on Paris 2024. Yeah, really excellent perspective on that, Harry. I, I remember seeing you at the Million Dollar Chase. There was all these things that you were involved in. I think um, I'm a celebrity. Get me out of here. How was it being within the, you know, you're very much in the public eye a lot on the back of your success at Tokyo. And, and how did you handle that, Harry? Uh, it's it's interesting. I don't think anyone can really prepare you for that, right? It's it's Yeah. It's a weird thing we do as humans, right? We um, we put people up on a pedestal and um, but when when the reality is I'm no different to anyone else. I've got two arms and two legs and I um you mean know, I, I breathe for twenty four hours just like everyone else. So um it was challenging, it was hard, but I also learned a lot in that process as well and I feel like I'm quite comfortable with it now. Yeah, excellent. Are you a better boxer than when you won bronze in the men's lightweight division at Tokyo, Harry? I definitely feel like I'm on the way there, which is great. I think as athletes going into the age of 26, 27, that's probably the peak 
the peak time for boxers, which is great. And I think leading into uh, into Paris, you will see the best version of Harry Garcia, which is which is nice. Uh, you're into the semifinals of the Pacific Games. Do you have to win that to qualify for Paris? I have to win the whole tournament, so I have to win the next two fights to uh, to qualify. Um, but yeah, feeling good. Okay, and then after that, let's make a presumption that you go ahead, and I know you don't like getting ahead of yourself with fighting and uh, all the things that can happen in sport, but let's make that presumption. What does that then, the build-up, it's probably six or seven months away, Paris, which sounds like a long time, but it's really, in, in a lot of ways, just around the corner, Harry. Absolutely. It will come around very, very quickly, and I uh, I can't wait for the next seven months of my life, but the big focus, as you said, mate, is just focusing on qualifying and um, have a little break over Christmas. I'll probably be able to have a beer with my dad over Christmas, which would be nice. And then um, as soon as next year hits, just focusing on um, getting to Paris and being the best version of myself I can be. Yeah. I, I want to ask you about your time as a professional. What what did you learn out of that? I think two by knockout, one by decision, um, a 3-0 and record. What what was your great takeout from that, Harry? I think, um, I think just dealing with the when you're fighting the amateurs right you're fighting in countries and there's not much spotlight in it there's you mean sometimes you're fighting the best guy in the world and you don't get a write-up there's no pressure i think um fighting in the professionals you mean there's a lot of eyes on you there's a lot of showbiz um i think dealing with the noise and learning to feel comfortable in the noise um because that obviously events like the commonwealth games events like the olympics are when we hear the noise the most but a lot of our events um like the pacific games right it's it's we put a lot of pressure on ourselves, but there's not much noise here, if that makes sense. So I think in yes. the professional, I really learned to um, to deal with the noise and be comfortable in the noise. Yeah. And actually, I'll take that a step further. A lot of times in the professional ranks, Harry, you've got to create the noise. Like that, that that's what the promoter wants. They want you out there making as much noise as possible. So that, that comes with its own challenges as well. How would you go at selling a fight, Harry? <laughs> I found that quite hard, Jimmy. I'm um, I'm not much of a trash talker, mate. I'm too, too nice. Um, what I, what I've never really understood, right? I get it. It's all showbiz. It's almost like the WWE, the fake wrestling. Um, yes. You almost got to sell it a little bit so people get entertained. But I'm the type of person, mate. I'll I'll fight anyone, and I'll love to get in there with anyone, win, lose, or draw. And but I'm not going to sit there before before a fight and disrespect a man. That's just not in my nature. So um, I found it personally really hard. Um, but also as well, that's just part of the game, but I will never lower my standards and, and never trash talk someone. And I'll still get in there and though, and, and try and <laughs> try and punch his head in. <laughs> hey, I want to ask you, Johnny Lewis, I've had a little bit to do with. Um, he's a legend of Australian sport. He's a legend of the fight game. Um, he was your coach for a time and then he wasn't. How would you describe your relationship with Johnny Lewis right now, Harry? Well, I've got nothing but, but, but love for Johnny. He's a, an amazing coach and he really helps me out in my professional career and um, really helps me evolve as a boxer and um, totally understand that you know, he trains professional boxers and, and you know, the amateur is almost like a bit of a different sport. So um, I totally get his decision to, to sort of step away from, from myself and we've got nothing for love for Jimmy, uh, for, for Johnny, sorry. He, um, yeah, he did, did nothing but wonders for me and uh, very happy to have you know, three professional wins under 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 Johnny because he's uh, obviously a legend of Australian boxing. Harry Garside wins the Pacific Games, goes to Paris and wins the men's lightweight gold medal. Would you be open to working with Johnny Lewis again after that point when you do go professional again, Harry? 
It'd definitely be a question that I 100% would, would pose to myself. I mean, obviously he's an amazing coach. And as I said, I learned a lot in that, in that year that I, that I was working with Johnny and if he's up for it, who, who knows? But um, yeah, it's definitely something that I'll, I'll definitely pose post, post Paris, but the big focus now is just uh, trying to get that gold medal, mate. Yeah. Well, I can hear it. We've seen it from you. Uh, the love of the Olympic games and the drive to get there to Paris and make Australia proud again. Harry Garside, always very open with your comments. I really appreciate your time and go get them over there in the Solomon Islands. Thanks, Jimmy. Thanks for having me on. Uh, there he is, Harry Garside, fighting at the moment. Had a win yesterday against John Ume and he is a tricky customer. And as you heard there, into the semifinals for the Pacific Games, must win to make his way to Paris and fulfil that dream of his. I think as a kid, he had Ian Thorpe and Kathy Freeman posters on his wall. Um, I think we've done that talk topic before, so we might leave that one alone. But um, absolutely outstanding to speak with Harry Garside. Well done.